business success usually comes to those who are too busy to be looking for it. Join RVK for the award-winning RV on Business Show every Tuesday at 12 midday. It's not about thinking out of the box. There is no box. Only on 101.9 High FM. Welcome to 101.9 High FM. It's, it gives me a great pleasure to welcome Dr. Abufele Kohele, who is the MD at Oregon on SA in Sub-Saharan Africa. Doctor, welcome to High FM. Thank you very much, Avi. Oh, to be loud here. and clear and beautiful. Nice to have you. Good, good. Doc, I was talking now very quickly while I was waiting for you just about the ravages of COVID-19, how it's really taken South Africa and really brought it to its knees, not only on the medical side, but on the emotional and psychological side. People are just tired. People have really, really got COVID fatigue. And the moment that happens, people drop their guards and the danger setting. So you're nodding your head, agreeing with me over there. But let's maybe change the track a little bit and talk a little bit about Algonon, um, the company, why it is in sub-Saharan Africa, why it is in Africa, and what its main focus is on. Organon is, is a newly formed company, run off from MSD just under a week ago. And uh, the whole focus of Organon is really on women's health. Um, we do know that uh, in the world, and particularly on the African continent, you know, the 52% of our population is women. Uh, but we also know that uh, in terms of access to education, access to healthcare, women are often on the back foot. Uh, and we also know that you know, there are systemic and institutional injustices that women face on a daily basis. And uh, as much as you know, governments and non-governmental institutions have tried to address some of these there's been a very little effort from the corporate sector and in particular the pharmaceutical and healthcare sector to try to intervene. And so it's, the time is right now for a company like Organon to be set up and say, you know, here's our voice. We're lending it and lending our strength to ensure that women have equal access to healthcare and that their healthcare is put as a priority. Doc, from what I've read from the press release that I, that I, that I received, and I'm also going on to your mother company's uh, website, so your, your website's not up and running just yet, um, is that ultimately it's a, it's, a, it's a two-pronged problem. On the one hand, you have ladies, women having limited access, and on the other hand, the bottom line is that women's um, mortality rate in South Africa and in sub-Saharan Africa is higher than that in the rest of the world. So we can be as theoretical as we want. Number one, they're being marginalized. Number two, they are dying about nine years earlier than the average woman around the world. So mm -hmm. as an organization, you don't have a magic wand. But where do you see that you guys are able to come into the market and address both sides? I appreciate on the medical side, you can bring mm -hmm. out vaccines, you can bring out medication. On the business side, you said very proudly that the, the, the bulk of your professionals are women. Talk us through that whole process. So, I mean, in terms of, of our, our organization, as you mentioned, from a global perspective, over 70% of our global board is female. Our senior management is, is quite wide representation of women. And locally, um, eight of our 11 directors locally are female. And our, our business organization is over 60% women. And, and that's really to ensure that we remain really focused on the issues that women face on a daily basis. Now, you brought up a very important fact about this 
two-pronged problem, right? The one is the access to, to healthcare and how do we as a pharmaceutical industry and in particular as organon, do we tackle that? And the second part is, of course, the, mortali- the mortality and the morbidity, which, you know, disproportionately affects women and, in fact, disproportionately affects women in Africa and how do we address that? And the, and the two are quite related, right? So in the first instance, in terms of access to healthcare, I think, you know, for a, a lot of people, um, healthcare is a privilege. And we've seen more and more as, you know, this century has, 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 has moved on. Healthcare is, is, is a right. And how do we ensure that everyone has equal access to this right? First thing is to make sure that medicine is available, right? So there are many countries right now where, you know, medicines are not available at all. No matter how much money you have, you cannot access it. So we need to make sure that we, we, we ensure availability. And as such, with Organon, we are not just present in South Africa. We're present in multiple countries across the continent. And that is to ensure that even the, the poorest countries have got availability of the medicine. The second thing is the medicine might be available, but I can't access it because I can't afford it. And then again, that's where Organon comes in. You know, we need to make sure that our, our medicines are affordable to the people that need it. And when they, when they cannot afford it, we have access programs that ensure they're able to, to, to access the medicines. For instance, you know, we have a, a three-year long-acting reversible contraceptive implant, which is, comes at a significant cost. But we do know that sexual and reproductive health is pretty important for women on this continent. And we have a large-scale um, access program where we've partnered with UMFPA, we've partnered with other global and local uh, NGOs to ensure that this, this product is available. And in the last 10 years, we've impacted 25 million lives uh, with, with, with this product. And, and it's amazing what transformation it can do because, of course, once you have control over your sexual and reproductive health, you don't have teen, teen pregnancies. You know, girls are able to then complete school. You don't have unwanted pregnancies there. There's less chance of backseat abortions. So the implications of just this one drug are so widespread. And obviously, it has an impact on both the morbidity and the mortality of the women as well. Doc, you, you've just blown my mind. I sort of lost my track on my script that I was following over here. 25 million ladies have had access to a three-year contraceptive. Mm. I, I can't do it on the hop, but if I had to extrapolate that economically into what that would mean financially for that group of people, if you take borders down, it's mm. almost in the trillions of dollars Absolutely. what that would do. If you work out that of half those people, half those ladies would have fallen pregnant. We mm. know that 30% would have lost their babies due to different things. You just think of the amount of lives that have been saved, the mother and the child, mother and child transmission. I'm almost speechless as to what that drug has done in the bigger sector. But what I was thinking about while you were talking, and again, I apologize if I deviate, is you guys must also wear quite a strong political hat because ultimately one needs to go sub-Saharan countries to governments, to health departments, um, to health ministers and say, your population needs us to help them. In order for us as a company, Organon, to be financially viable, we need you to spend money correctly, honestly, and upfront. How do you, how do you walk that tightrope? 
Yeah, so, so we've got a very strong policy group in our organization that obviously helps us with engagement with governments. And we've also got very good relationships with, as I mentioned before, organizations just such as the United Nations, WHO, that then in, are our intermediaries when dealing with governments. Because certainly one, it's one thing to talk to government. Um, it is another thing to then be perceived as having a negative influence on government. And that's not something that we want. We are here for for healthcare, and we certainly want to make sure that we put access uh, and without having undue influence on any government. So we use uh, our partners who obviously have better relationships with government and, of course, within the framework of our global policies when we engage with, with government officials. Fantastic. Okay, let's come back home. Let's come to South Africa. You, a, a new MD, or I think you're CEO of, of Organon. It's, it's only been launched for, for a, uh, last week. Take us back. You spun out of another company. Why did you form a new organization? Why have you just laid a whole payroll system? Um, talk us through that. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's, Ogunan was born out of a, an interesting aha moment. So for years now, um, MSD is over 130 years old and it's been really focused on innovation. Uh, and, and over the years, it brought out incredible cutting edge medicines, whether it's in HIV or in vaccines or in, in, in hospital acute care. Um, and as, you know, those pr- products matured, um, MSD would then push them back to on the back burner and they wouldn't really get the focus that they require. But keep in mind that a lot of our populations still require some of those older drugs, which they're becoming cheaper and more accessible and still do a pretty good job at, at, at healing illnesses. Um, and so about three years ago, um, the thought came that, you know, if we are able to then separate this organization that can focus on the more mature products, uh, that focus on, you know, the kind of diseases that impact um, people in, in low middle income countries as well as the developing world, we are able to then make a difference. And that's where the, 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 the idea of organ was born. And over the last two and a half years, a lot of work has gone into separating the two, two entities. And so now we have MSD, which is this big multinational focusing on cutting edge therapies. Uh, and you have Organon, which is then looking at the more mature therapies that uh, are required in developing world, but also bringing to market, you know, biosimilars, which are going to be cheaper versions of biological uh, biological drugs that address, you know, issues like cancer and autoimmune diseases. And then also having a big, big focus on women's health, which has largely been neglected by the big pharmaceutical industry. Doc, let me ask you just from a business point of view, um, from what I'm hearing you say, is it possible that it is very difficult to run an organization where your focus is cutting edge, at the same time continue to bring everything else that's been developed sort of forward and make sure that it gets the focus it needs and sometimes what you need is Dr. Abufele to turn around and say, hold on, let me take this segment, which is already there, already developed, and our focus is not innovation. Our focus is delivery of what we already have. Have I understood it correctly? That's correct, Ali. I think, you know, in terms of focus, we've seen what the focus has done for us in terms of Ogunan, and, and we're hoping that it will then make a difference in terms of, of women around the world. And as I mentioned, our portfolio is, is women's health, certainly, as our focus. We also have biosimilars in diseases that disproportionately affect women, but we also have a large basket of established medicines which treat diseases such as um, hypertension, uh, asthma, you know, allergies. And, and that, and that 
many, many people may see as not being aligned to our primary vision of women's health. But let's not forget that the primary decision, healthcare decision maker in many families is a woman. So if I as a husband am ill, it will be my wife that goes out and makes a decision. And, and so we find that this established brand portfolio fits in very nicely with our vision of taking care of women's health, whether the woman is an individual, is a mother, is a wife, is a, 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 a caregiver. You know, it's, it's important that, you know, they, we, they have, um, a, an addressable, um, you know, solution that we can provide. You know, we always need to come back and just sort of remind ourselves where we are and that, you know, sub-Saharan Africa is, is a challenging place to be. Um, mm-hmm. I remember very clearly a lady who, who I was very involved with. I mean, there was the lady who brought me up, you know, as, as, as a domestic worker. I don't like to use that term, but mm-hmm. she was um, technically the term that was used then was a nanny. And I say that fondly because she really brought me up. But kept telling me that her mother went blind. It comes mm-hmm. out another mother never went blind. The mother just had cataracts and had no idea how to deal with that. And I'm thinking now it's a similar scenario where a lady might say she's suffering from TB. In the meantime, all she's got is asthma. And mm. a simple drug can deal with that. And all of a sudden, someone gets pulled out of the economic circle, can be put back into it just with the right medication. I tell you, we need to run to the shops quickly. We started a little bit late. Let's take a quick break. And I know we're going to run out of time, but that's what happens when you have a great guest. Let's come back to the business as a, 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 a as an organization as itself. You have got a large contingent of ladies who are involved in the business. As the MD, what does that bring to the organization? Besides, let's take for granted professionalism, all that, but what flavor, what working environment brings is 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 is, is enhanced by having that mix? Yeah, I know, Avi, you know, it, it really is amazing. I have never worked for an organization that's got such a big representation of women before. Um, and in the past four months, as we were setting up Organa, um, you know, I've had this, this, this proud opportunity of working with these wonderful women. And, you know, as a new organization, so setting up new culture, you know, bringing in new values, I think that the, the, you know, the real value that the women bring to the table is, is what was realized, you know, um, having a culture that is open and that is welcoming. Um, and, and, and as, as we build this wonderful organization that we can all one day be proud of, you know, having that woman's touch has been phenomenal. The second thing that, you know, I feel that the woman brings to the table is certainly one where, you know, we really focus on women's issues. You know, I, I do think that if I had a group of men sitting around the boardroom table, the conversations would be different. Um, but having, you know, eight out of the 11 people around the table being women, it always brings us back to our vision, you know, of making a better and healthier every day for every woman. Uh, and of course, the third thing is in terms of our research and development for our future pipeline of products uh, that we want to grow in the direction of supporting women's health. Um, again, having women around the table brings focus back to that. And it also ensures that we don't lose sight of the fact that in the past, the vast majority of research and development has A, been in men, and B, has been outside of the emerging markets. Now, our market is really focused uh, outside of the U.S. for Organon, only about 25% of our business comes from the U.S. The rest is ex-U.S., which, which is great. 
it means then now there is actual focus and there's a voice for emerging markets at the very highest office in our organization. Going forward, um, you know, one thing that you, clearly in your organization, you have your board. If there's somebody listening who's interested in healthcare, who's a medical professional, who's just passionate about the, 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 the topic, how do they get in touch with you? Yeah, so, so, um, we, we are setting up our, our website as you mentioned earlier on, but certainly our other social media channels are active. So we're active on LinkedIn as Organon South Africa. We're active on uh, Twitter as Organon South Africa as well as on Instagram. Otherwise, you know, we do have our, our email addresses that, that are available and you can email us directly. And of course, our office is right here at, uh, in Midrand at Waterfall City. And people are welcome to come to book in and, and, and come have a chat with us. And all I can tell you is that your open personality, I mean, uh, I can imagine somebody walking in and you'd be there. It would be a great interaction. What is your what is your email address? What what email address can people get in the hold yeah. of the arms? So, so my email address is abofele.kwele. That's A-B-O-F for Friday, E-L-E dot K-H-O-E-L-E at organon.com. And that's O-R-G-A-N-O-N. Yes, indeed. And we welcome all the collaborators in the space of women's health. Uh, I think it's a nice time to be involved and let's make a difference to the women around our country and across our continent. Before I let you go, I went and obviously did my research like any good presenter would be, and I actually lost track of your CV somewhere down there <laughs> in the bottom. Maybe <laughs> just tell us quickly, where where do you where are you from? Where did you grow up? How did you get into this type of organization? Not, I know you've got an MBA, but you got a you got a PhD. Is it in medicine? Is it in business? I'm not quite sure. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a German boy. I was actually born and I grew up in Soweto. Okay. Uh, and I was fortunate enough to attend medical school in Cape Town. So wow. I spent six years in Cape Town. And then I entered practice um, at, initially at the Jonas McChain, did my internship, and then decided to pursue a career in surgery. Uh, and I was on the registrar program at this university. And then, uh, you know, seven, eight years into a career in, sur- in general surgery, um, I decided that, you know, it wasn't compatible with, with raising a, a young family. And, and then I switched across to, uh, to pharmaceuticals, initially at, at Novartis, where I was involved in the technical space. So I was a medical advisor, the clinical research, and eventually I was the chief scientific officer at Novartis. And then uh, that journey led me eventually to join Sipla, which sent me out to East Africa, where I was head of the business in uh, South Sub-Saharan Africa, based out of Tanzania and then out of Nairobi. Uh, and then uh, I came and joined Ogonan, um at the beginning of this year. So it's been quite a fantastic journey. You know, I've been able to uh, live my dreams and at the same time enjoy enjoy my enjoy my family. And what I just love, it's just a homegrown boy. It's someone who grew up around the corner. You know, you went to Cape Town, but forgive me for that. You came back to Joburg and you, you know, at the end of the day, just as we work, try to quickly work out what 25 million ladies on proper contraceptive means, what does 11 professionals around the table mean as far as economic power is concerned? Doctor, thank you so much for your time. Um, I'm sorry about the technical hitches in the beginning, but thanks for coming on. Everything of the best to you. And if we as IFM can help in any way, to promote, to help, to create awareness. Please be in touch with me and we'll do everything we can. Thank you so much, Avi, and thank you to your listeners.